Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today, we're going to talk about the Million Baga Report, the election coup, Sidney Powell election fraud evidence, and COVID as a plot. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. And hello again to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Well, over this past weekend, my husband and I had already planned uh, several months ago to go to a meeting in the Washington, D.C. area. And so we're back in Washington for a very long weekend, like Thursday through Sunday. And we decided to go in and join in the Million MAGA March in Washington on Saturday. To say that it was fun does not begin to describe. In fact, fun is too shallow a word. We happened to be meeting with other, uh, over that weekend, other very serious, earnest conservatives. And as it turned out, several people decided to leave this meeting and go into the March in Washington. And words they used to describe it, other people just, it's profound patriotic, inspiring. It actually almost brought tears to your eyes because what you saw was literally, unlike what left-wing media is claiming, easily a million people in Washington started out at Freedom Plaza near the White House and after some speeches and things like that, which I'll tell you about more in a moment, then the crowd made their way over to the Supreme Court. And so it ended by the Supreme Court. But I'll just give you one little measure of how big this crowd was. So we got into Washington, D.C. We went, we, the cab, we had a cab coming from the uh, hotel. Couldn't even get close to where we asked to be dropped. So we just got out and walked up to Freedom Plaza. I mean, literally, the place was packed with people who were smiling, happy, patriotic, upbeat, passionate, just filled with love of America and support for President Trump. People are waving flags, American flags, they're waving Trump flags, Trump 2020 flags. The kinds of things the crowd did, this crowd, actually I wanna finish describing the route, so I wanna tell you why I feel so sure of the numbers. There were actually unofficial numbers released by the police department in Washington, D.C., who obviously they never want to acknowledge that anyone would show up for this rally. But there were apparently several Washington DC Police Department people who said, yeah, it was easy, easily a million people, probably 1.1 million. So at the Freedom Plaza, you hang around and do all we did there. And then they marched up to the Supreme Court. So we did that. We were up at the Supreme Court, certainly by noon. I don't even know exactly what time, but certainly by noon. And there were speeches and the crowd is growing and growing. So two hours later, we decided, you know, we had, we had loved it. We heard speeches. We you know, were all in favor of all that. So we decide to leave. So we're walking back away. If you know the Washington geography, I'm walking from the Supreme Court. I guess you're heading west then across the Capitol grounds, heading back down to get to some main intersection uh, to get an Uber back to our hotel. So as we're walking back, after having stood at the Supreme Court for two hours, we're walking along Pennsylvania Avenue where people have been walking up from Freedom Plaza and still more marchers were making their way up to the Senate, to this meeting, excuse me, to the Supreme Court gathering two hours later, meaning the crowds were still feeding in. 
people as far as the eye can see. I sent Matt some, uh, I, one, I sent him numerous pictures. One is a big um, uh, aerial view uh, of the crowd. I want to show that first. People, this was exactly what it looked like. I mean, there were people everywhere. There were people uh, lining the streets, people joining in the march. I mean, it was just a massive, massive crowd. As I say, upbeat, happy, uh, you know, just just there to support President Trump. And contrasting with what I'm about to show you in just a few minutes, what Antifa and Black Lives Matter did and their day in Washington that day, here's what the people in the Million MAGA March did. And by the way, there, was a, there were two marches going on that day, the Million MAGA March, which is in support of President Trump, and a different one had been organized by a different group called Stop the Steal, which is essentially, are, you know, putting out the, letting the world know, letting America know that we're not going to let the Democrats get away with the theft of this most recent election, which we'll be talking about most of the rest of the show. So the Stop the Steal and the Million MAGA March meet up in Washington. So it was just a massive group. Here's what we did to celebrate what, what our activities were, the pro-Trump uh, MAGA rally, Stop the Steal crowd. To start with, I sent Matt a video. Uh, this is what we, and the, we first met at Freedom Plaza. Here's what we were singing and doing that. This is the one we're singing. If you could just play that, Matt. We and the people and the stop the steal people doing that i also wanted to show you couldn't really uh, that was actually phone video from my phone just standing there going like this and so you know it's not really gra uh, gathering a picture of the size of the crowd just from what i could see where i was standing but there were people of every possible race ethnicity national origin age i mean there were there was for, for among many things i took hundreds of pictures i can't show you all of them but it's a few pictures i'll show you in a minute there there was a buddhist monk Literally, there was a Catholic priest, uh, in fact, more than one Catholic priest. Uh, there were people who looked, honestly, if you saw them on the street, you know, and you were, you were trying to take a wild guess at their politics, you might think, well, it looks like a leftist. I mean, literally, you know, uh, pink hair covered in tattoos, waving the Trump flag, we love Trump. I mean, it was the most amazing thing. The most amazing outpouring to love of America, families with small children, very senior people, people in wheelchairs, and all there was at every every corner of the of the event, every you know every thing that went on, there was love of America. We did you heard pledge of allegiance. You heard the national anthem. We all said the pledge of allegiance. They had different people get up and singing and giving prayers for America, prayers for Trump, prayers for justice, prayers for truth. 
and you had people just, just, just exuberantly happy and passionate and inspired. That's what there was. I'll sh share a few more pictures with you of the good guys, which was the, the Million MAGA March, and I'll show you how the left behaved in this country. So there was a picture. I'll show you. My husband and I were there, so we had one, one picture of us. That is my husband and I standing right before it got started. Um, well, actually, I think things had gotten started earlier than we got there, but that was when we arrived uh, outside the Freedom Plaza, and there were you know, thousands and thousands of more people than you can see in that picture. But there we were. There's another, I'll just stream through the pictures, Matt. I sent you a bunch of ones that, that were from the rally. Uh, this was just the, uh, what you could see. Uh, this is outside Freedom Plaza. And uh, honest to goodness, there were just, the place was just packed with people, as you can see. Really pretty picture of the American flag and the sun and all that. And the next one I think you'll see is, this is, this is just how it looked. And I'll tell you something interesting. This is a picture. We were with another friend of ours who was also at this conference. I think she's the one who took this picture. But you can see the sea of flags, Trump flags, American flags. And then you can see the, the way the stoplights happened to be set that day. They have the, you, they, uh, there's, you know, the traffic lights sitting there with the red arrow, two red arrows to the left, green arrow going straight. And I sent this out this morning. I do a weekly email, which I usually send out on Fridays, but got a little behind this week, so I got it out this morning. Um, but we're headed toward the Capitol. As you likely know, the Supreme Court is you know, behind the Capitol, a little more east of the Capitol. So we're heading up there. But this is what it looked like. And someone, I put this picture in the weekly email, and someone replied, well, isn't that symbolic? You know, the, the red is saying, no, don't turn left. <laughs> you know, go straight, go toward the Capitol, go with America is the red, green arrow. That wasn't the purpose of that, but it was a great, great picture. So that was what that was. The rally was just, I can barely tell you how upbeat, patriotic, happy, inspiring, passionate uh, this whole thing was. So that's what the uh, conservatives did. We left actually after ha hanging around a few hours because honestly, the speakers were all great. Louis Gohmert spoke, Congressman Gohmert spoke, and just a bunch of people. Um, but you know, we were also missing the other conference that was supposed to be there, so we decided to leave. Well, after we left, things, and not because we left, but within a couple of hours of our leaving, as it's starting to get a little bit dark, as you know, the uh, late afternoon setting in, uh, Antifa and BLM showed up. And so I will say, when we were outside of the um, Supreme Court, uh, where the, the Supreme Court, you know, the, the whole plaza in front of the Supreme Court was filled with people, there were people speaking, and, um, and the, if so if you're staring at the Supreme Court, you know, the Capitol's behind you. And so if you're staring at the Supreme Court, you cross the street, there's a wall, the people are sitting on the walls. Uh, there are all sorts of great, uh, by the way, handmade posters and signs. They were so good. Uh, some of them uh, a little too colorful to say on radio, I guess, but pretty, pretty funny. Um, and, and then the whole Capitol grounds behind us, uh, just filled with people. Again, happy, upbeat, Nobody yelling, nobody using bad language, nobody attacking other people. There was no, uh, there was no anti anything. It was pro America, pro Trump, and also there was no littering. I mean, the most amazing thing. You leave 1.1 million people there, and it looked like the, you know, the cleaning crew just come through. It looked so great when we left. But after we left, Antifa and Black Lives Matter showed up, and they began attacking people. And so I have a few little videos. These were taken from an article in Breitbart. I just want to show you a couple of the videos that were taken of the way people were treated, how Antifa and BLM treated people who came to Washington to express love for their country. So uh, these are in no particular order, I guess, Matt. We can just go with the first one. Okay. Okay, that's the first one. That's some guy, you know, um, not a young guy 
trying to ride his bike. He's got on a you know white Trump shirt and red shorts. They push him off his bike, uh, which you don't see in that video. They kick him in the face while he's on the ground. Now they didn't kill him, but I want to just what I want to just. This is going to tie to what we're going to talk about the rest of the day when we get finished talking about the, this march. There is no way on this planet Earth that 80 million Americans voted to support the left in this country. What you see, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they are today's Democrat Party. They are the American left. The American left encourages them, foments them. The Democrat Party never cracks down on them, never says, hey, that shouldn't be happening. And they so overwhelm the violent, radical, Marxist, anti-American left, so overwhelm the police departments in our country that what you just saw and everything else I'm going to show you in videos, the police can't even do anything about it. There's so many people coming to these, uh, coming to create harm, to do harm, to attack other people, dress off, many of them dressed in all black, covered up, you can't see them, bringing megaphones, screaming, screaming in people's faces, physically accosting them, physically beating them up. Later in the, in the afternoon, as it got later, these same Antifa BLM thugs went outside hotels or some hotels that for whatever reason they believed that there were uh, more of the Trump rallyers staying at and there were shining lights that the laser lights at the hotels they were to you know to bother to harass the people staying there they're harassing people eating in outdoor restaurants they, they were out of their minds but they so overwhelm the police departments in this country that the police can't even do anything about that. You think in a normal life in America, especially a normal small town America, you had some thugs come along and push a guy off his bicycle, kick him in the face. Oh, and they poured some water on him or some liquid on him too. He probably was at least momentarily worried it was something flammable. And the police can't even do anything about it. They're just helpless. They can't even do anything about it. This is intentional, my friends. This overtaking of America is intentional. This beating down of our society, our culture, our police, our law and order is intentional by the anti-American Marxist left that now is the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party owns that conduct. They own the conduct of those people. Every single Antifa, Black Lives Matter, violent protest, violent rally, violent mob activity is the Democrat Party of today. It is. There is no difference. They won't denounce it. They won't stop it. And by their very rhetoric and the things they tell America, Americans is true about America, they foment it. But let's do a few other things, a quick rest of the things I sent you, Matt, from Washington, uh, other things they did to uh, people. Okay, so this is this older couple, the ladies right there, the guy. Okay, they just want to walk away. They just want to walk away. Okay, so this is these uh, law, this is the peaceful protesters here. First, they're just screaming in their face. And so you imagine you're this older couple. The police aren't helping them. The police can't even keep up with all this junk. They're harassing this couple. They end up knocking the guy's hat off his head. Uh, I mean, and look how frightened you'd be. It's getting dark. There's no police to be seen. This, this mob crowd is there. Nothing, and, and as I said, nothing happens to them. Nothing happens to them. They're obviously afraid. Next one, Matt. There's another one. Okay. That woman with the blue jean, that young black woman, she just punched that woman in the back of her head. Punched her in the back of the head. Does anything happen? The answer is no. Nothing happens. They engage in this conduct, and then the idiot crowds that follow them around video it as though they're proud of themselves. This is the state of affairs in America. 
This is the state of affairs in the capital city of America. The Democrats in this country have spent four years fomenting hatred in this country, attacking Donald Trump for things he didn't do, lying about him from the Russia collusion hoax to the impeachment to blaming him for COVID when he's the only one doing a darn thing protecting America while all the left in this country is mocking him as he's trying to protect America. The left in conjunction with the media in this country have spent four years fomenting hatred among ignorant fools in this country, hatred of Donald Trump, blaming him for things that aren't his fault, labeling him with labels he doesn't deserve. They have fomented this hatred. They have, they have encouraged American people to, to view our president as some horrible human being, uh, as frequently as you know, they, they analogize him to Hitler, which is just preposterous. They are responsible for this conduct. And this is what I'm telling, we're gonna spend the rest of the day talking a lot about talking about the election. But what I wanna tell you is, there's no chance on the planet Earth that only 73 million Americans voted for President Trump's reelection and 80 million voted for Biden. People, this did not happen. Everyone with an iota of sanity and intelligence left knows Joe Biden did not win this election. He did not win. He is not president elect. The massive corruption and fraud that just just overwhelmed this most recent election cycle, which is our next topic we're going to get to in a moment. It so overwhelmed our election cycle and the left actually thought, they actually thought that if they just cheated, and we're going to go through the next election cycle, all the steps along the way, getting us to where we are right now. But the left actually thought that they could convince Americans 73 million of whom voted for Trump and are so and want him to continue standing up for America. The leftists who orchestrated this massive corruption in our most ele recent election actually thought if they just magically announced the day after election day, well, I know we all went to bed, looked like Trump was going, but hey, lo and behold, Biden won all these other states. Look at all these mail-in ballots. Look at all these ballots. I, I, I mean, just they thought they could overwhelm the American people with this, wow, who knew? And they thought wrongly that the American people would just accept it. This is what the Democrat media mob in this country thought, that the American people would say, oh, guess it turns out, guess Biden won. Who knew? You know, and that they would just take it and sit down and shut up. But people... This time, this effort, this attack, because this is not just an attack, this election corruption, this fraud in our election is not just an attack on President Trump. It's actually far more an attack on the American people, on the very existence of America as a country, on the existence of the Constitution, on the right of the American people to exercise free elections, fair elections, and choose our leadership. A fundamental right guaranteed in the very formation of our country is that we the people govern this country. The left thought they could cook up this impossibly nefarious theft of an election and the American people would just roll over. And you know what everyone figured out on Saturday? And, and these rallies, we happen to be in Washington, but these happen all over America and they will continue happening because the simple truth is the left has awakened, as they say, a sleeping giant.
the American people, the 73 million people who know perfectly well that Trump is not guilty of the idiotic accusations the left make against him, and they know perfectly well there were not 80 million Americans who said, oh, I'd rather have the chaos of Antifa, I'd rather have Black Lives Matter harassing innocent citizens in the streets and burning buildings and killing police officers. Yeah, sign me up for that. It didn't happen. It did not happen. Biden did not get 80 million election uh, votes on election day and he didn't win. And so this is what our task is. The task of patriots in this country to continue the fight, continue the push to demand as far as we can. We want to show America, we want to show the left that we are not going to put up with this attempt to steal the most consequential election in American history. We are not going to put up with it. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. So I want to talk about today, you know, I want to kind of run through the, I'm talking about the election coup. And I, I want to really uh, lay all this out for you in a, um, in a logical, sequential way, because I often am talking about, you know, this pit, bit of proof of fraud and this uh, uh, story we happen to know that relates to election fraud. And this story, we kind of know something happened. But I want to lay out kind of sequentially and logically, chronologically, what the left did in this country to get to the point that they are trying to claim, they're trying to claim that a man, a demented 80-year-old guy or 78-year-old guy who didn't campaign, who doesn't know what he's running for or what day it is, and his running mate is a known Marxist who couldn't get in double digits when she ran herself as a candidate for president, that 80 million people showed up and voted for them. This, this just didn't happen. But I want to run through all that went into place to get us to where we are today. So you will understand, I hope, more than you already probably do, uh, what we are facing and what we have to do to overcome it uh, in this country. So to start with on the election coup, we had, as obviously everyone knows in America, we had COVID come along. You know, this whole COVID-19 virus uh, coming out of China, uh, goes all over the world, lots of speculation about with China with respect to whether or not they released it on purpose. Uh, many people suspect they did because China was very much suffering from the fact that President Trump was going after China, was telling China, you know, you're not going to continue the theft of American intellectual property. You're not going to continue to benefit from extremely unfair trade deals. You're not going to continue to essentially flood American markets with your cheap products. You're not going to continue bringing manu American manufacturing out of America. I mean, the resetting of the trade deals with China was drastically, drastically harmful, detrimental to the Chinese economy. So many people say, you know, Chinese, they might have done this on purpose, released COVID. I don't know. But I do know that once the COVID challenge hit America, the left jumped into high gear and decided this is our last grasp effort. This is our effort. This is, we've been handed a, handed a favor, handed, a, you know, the golden goose. We can use this to manipulate the 2020 election. So we've had idiotic lie and idiotic baseless accusation over and over against President Trump as though he caused the virus, even though he was the one, the first one to stop travel from China, while Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, and all the other nutcase leftists in this country were calling Trump 
a racist, a xenophobe, a hater, a bigot, because he was trying to say, hey, let's not let people come here who might be bringing this virus to us. So you had Trump leading the left mocking. You had Trump take step after step of leadership. But all you, in fact, if you ask many leftists, because I, I do ask my Democrat friends and leftist friends, was the story, and they will say, oh, yeah, yeah, this is all, it's all Trump's fault. I mean, we wouldn't have COVID here if it wasn't for Trump. They're, they're easily manipulated by the lies of the left. So the leftists said, okay, we got COVID to work with. So COVID instantly, of course, gave them excuse to say, we cannot have all these Trump rallies going on. We cannot do it. He can't be out there campaigning. We can't have rallies. And so for a while, the rallies were shut down. America agreed to the shutdown. But very soon, people started saying, hey, wait a minute. You know, we're not going to stay shut down. Stay shut down for how long? No, I don't think so. So Trump started his rallies again. And willing Americans who are sane and wanted to attend and who are free people who could stay home if they preferred or go if they preferred cho chose to go yet again to his rallies every chance they got. That's another point, back to the uh, march in Washington, we were, we were commenting, you know, if 80 million Americans really voted for Biden, where are they? Why aren't they in the streets opposing the, the Trump supporters who are saying, no, we know Trump won, and that's why we're here standing here, because we want, we want the uh, honest election outcome. We want every vote to count, legal votes only. No Biden supporters, no Biden rallies. He couldn't get 10 people in a school gym if they paid him. Nobody cared what he had to say. Nobody listened because nobody cared what he said. But back to it. So what the left had. So they had COVID come along. They have, oh, this, you know, shut down Trump rally, shut down the normal course of, of, of uh, campaigns. And then they got around to, and of course, this means we have to have mail-in ballots. Massive, massive effort around the country in every state where the uh, course did not stop them from doing it, Democrat election judges, election uh, officials, and sometimes at the state level, sent out unsolicited millions, millions of mail-in ballots. Entire excuse was COVID. You know, we just can't, we can't vote safely. Of course, you know, we can have uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter uh, in the streets without masks on and burning things and killing people, but hey, that's okay. But voting in an orderly way, can't do that. Can't have, you know, that, that, that is not possible. So you had the mail-in ballot argument start. And it isn't like the Republicans didn't see this for the tactic it was. They did. Many Republicans, President Trump and others spoke up and said, you know what? This is, this is just a ploy. Everyone who's ever studied elections, anyone who has ever studied elections knows that mail-in ballots are the number one source of election fraud. The number one source. Easily a playground for people willing to cheat. So you had the mail-in ballot come along. And then you had the pollsters saying over and over and over that Biden was, I don't know, you know, 17 points up, 10 points up, all these swing states. And the thing was, it didn't correspond, all the polling that they were putting out there didn't correspond with the reality the American people could see with their own eyes. Number one, Biden barely campaigned. Number two, when he did campaign and they had those idiotic yellow circles drawn in parking lots, he couldn't even fill a parking lot when they had them all spaced, you know, whatever it was, 10 feet apart and a single person standing in a little yellow circle. Couldn't fill a parking lot. When they brought Obama to Philadelphia, he couldn't get people to turn out. And yet we're supposed to believe, oh yeah, yeah, Biden's up. So the polls helped. 
The polls helped the left with this insidious, absolute effort long planned ahead to steal this election of 2020. The left had a long time plan. It, they didn't just cook it up in the three days before election day in 2020. It was a long planned strategic effort to use the various things they had in, in play in 2020 to deprive Trump of what was obviously going to be Trump's victory in this election cycle if it were an honest election. So then you had, they had the mail-in ballots, and you have, you know, your, but people, uh, and then the polls, you look around and you realize every time Trump announces a rally, he can announce it 24 hours ahead, and he's got 60,000 people there. 24 hours ahead, 60,000 people. And, you know, Biden couldn't get, uh, literally, I, I say these kind of sarcastically, but he really couldn't get 100 people anywhere, like anywhere, no matter how far ahead he announced. So your eyes are looking, telling you this, and yet we're supposed to believe Biden's up in the polls. And that, a lot of people said, you know, I just, it, it can't be. He really cannot be in the polls. So then you had, so you had the, the pollsters uh, helping the cause uh, of the American left. Um, and then you had, let's get to election day. And I want to make sure of something that's really, really, really important for you to understand. Because people, we are in all-out war in this country. We're, it's not yet a physical war, and maybe it won't be a physical war, but we're an all-out war because the left put this plan in place to push Biden over the finish line, to convince the American people that Trump lost, and they thought they had it done. They thought they had bulldozed the American people, and we would all surrender, and they cannot believe that Trump is standing up and fighting back, and that the American people are standing up and fighting back on his account. The, the left cannot believe it. So then you get around to election day. And this is a huge thing. I want to make sure you understand what happened. On my show, two years ago, we had a gentleman join us on the show whose now name is out there much more often, Russ Ramsland. Russ Ramsland heads up a group called ASOG, A-S-O-G, Allied Securities Operations Group. They hire former spies, military spies, really smart guys who uncovered two years ago the fact that data inside election machines, that storing election data, that electronic manipulation of voter tabulation software, electronic manipulation, remote electronic manipulation of voter tabulation software was not only possible, but that it had already happened and was being done. So when Russ Ramsland was on my show two years ago, whatever the dates were, someplace I have the dates here, but he was on this show several times. And again, last week or two weeks ago, and he was showing the evidence that the people could get in and he, he was even saying not like the super experts but just people with an you know an adequate level of cybersecurity knowledge could get inside voting machines that were holding on to electronic data that was the combination the compilation of all of the votes from early voting so the machines are holding all the data you go in and early vote in your state and the, the machines are holding that data and so they don't release it until after election day because they don't want the outcome of early voting to sway election day. They want everyone to vote before they know the outcome and make it, which is right. Which is right. But he's pointing out that they could prove that you can manipulate data inside 
the you can use uh, remote electronic manipulation of voting voting software in those machines and change the votes that occurred in early voting. And he showed it happened. He showed, he proved as one example that the governor's race in Kentucky was flipped, that the Democrat won because of this electronic manipulation of voter tabulation software. So we get to this election cycle. The left knows how to use this. They have been using it. And you'll hear more in a moment from what Sidney Powell to say about it. The very software we're talking about was created for the purpose of being manipulable. This is what Sidney Powell, who's now working with President Trump, is now saying in her national media interviews. The very software we're talking about using those machines was created for the purpose of being able to steal and manipulate votes. So what people need to do when they're, that, when they're trying to do this is they've got to try to, they can look inside the data and they can say, because they can hack and they can see, oh, look at this. In the state of Pennsylvania, early voting shows, these are just numbers I'm making up, early voting shows, you know, um, Trump is ahead by a million votes. Well, or whatever, whatever the numbers would be, Trump is ahead by 50,000 votes, whatever the numbers are. They can look at the data. They can try to figure out what's likely to happen on election day, because election day, Republicans tend to vote on election day more. They have to calculate in how many more votes will Trump likely get on election day. And then they can manipulate the data inside though that's being stored from all the early voting to overcome the numbers that Trump might get on election day to make sure at the end of the day when the votes are tallied that they have manipulated data so that their guy, Biden, wins. The point is they have to be able, they can manipulate, they can look and see what the data is. They use their observation and knowledge about the elections in particular states. They figure how many votes they have to switch to safely overcome the majority Republican vote on election day and manipulate early election data, data. This is what Russ Ramsland has uncovered. This is what Sidney Powell is talking about. And this is one of the major, in fact, the major way that the corruption in the 2020 election occurred. So then you get to election day and you all may remember on election night, if you're watching the return, sitting at home with your friends, whatever you're doing, watching election returns, you see that some states are coming out more strongly for Trump than seemed likely, than seemed that you might have predicted based on the fake polls. And so you had at some point in the evening, all these states counting ballots and looking like, wow, this is looking good for Trump. He's looking good in Pennsylvania. He's looking good in other states. And so then all of a sudden they, they cut off voting. They cut off counting on election night. And there were different reasons given. Well, yeah, we had a water main leak. We had this cut off counting. The, the votes that were cast on election day, because actually it's starting to look like they can't pull off their dastardly theft of this election. And so they cut off the public announcing of the cutting, cut off of the counting, cut off counting and cut off public announcement. And then lo and behold, we wake up the next morning and who knew? Look at all these mail-in ballots that came in. After all, who knew Biden won? And this does not, it doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't pass the reality test. So all of those components had to be there. The massive mail-in ballots, 
that were just at the disposal of the vote counters. And then you weave in all the other fraud we've been talking about, like in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, especially where the uh, Democrat run machine was not about to let Trump win anything significant and certainly not the state. So they were literally physically blocking the uh, poll watchers, the GOP poll watchers, as the vote is being counted. This is fundamental to fair elections. If you have mail-in ballots and you have just Democrats sitting there counting them and no one overseeing them, or you could even say just Republicans, you know, both sides want to get to watch the other side count. They want to be able to see. Uh, you're counting that for a Biden ballot. There's, no, the, no, there's nothing marked in the president um, race. So, so why is that a Biden ballot? I mean, you can't even begin to poll watch if you can't see what's happening. And in Philadelphia, it, uh, numerous, numerous times they had uh, statements given by witnesses saying by, by people who are poll watchers. They And even after it went to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the court said to the election officials, you have to let the poll watchers in. You have let them poll watch. It is the law. So then the people supervising the counting just said, okay, we'll let them in. And then they slid all the counting back, way back, so they still couldn't see. I mean, people, it's right in front of our faces. We cannot let this election be stolen for many, many reasons. But we had, um, so election day uh, tallying stopped, night of election results. And then the other thing, the other play that the media did over and over and over and over and over, they both called states for Biden that were definitely still in play and refused to call states for Trump that were clearly Trump victories. So the media is playing along and now the continue of that expression psyops, a psychological operation against the American people is the media continues to speak as though, oh, everybody knows, uh, yeah, yeah, Biden won, Trump lost, yeah, we're done. So now the media stories are all about which person do you think Biden should consider for this particular cabinet position? Well, let's all talk about, you know, uh, Jill Biden and what her role should be as first lady. The media complicit with the left, the Democrat media mob in this country complicit with the left is working as hard as they can to convince the American people that the election's over, it's all done. This is just crazy Trump far-right extremists, you know, crazy people who are demanding that we actually look into these very serious and widespread allegations of vote fraud. You're being manipulated. If you are getting to the point where you're thinking, you know what, maybe Trump did lose. You just gotta give it up. I mean, it sounds like that's what they're saying. You're being manipulated. Please, please do not give in. It could not be more important. When you recognize the kinds of things Biden will do to this country, if he were to have the White House and the Democrats actually managed to steal the Georgia election by getting the two Georgia senators in, so they have the White House, the Senate, and the House, freedom will be gone in this country. And I'm not exaggerating. That's not hyperbole or exaggeration. We will face a very dark time in America. Well, I want to make sure and set up the election coup, like all the piece, all the steps in place. Many, many more were in place. A whole lot of things that went on in various states. But that's the big picture. So the media wrap coming in at the end is trying to just continue or just complete the bulldozing of any American questioning anything about the election. And that's where we are. I want to turn now and talk about Sidney Powell, though, and election fraud um, evidence. Sidney Powell... Um, has been on the show many times. She's uh, smart as they come. The attorney for Lieutenant General Michael Flynn clearly recognized one of the top attorneys in the country and most definitely a very, very savvy and brave attorney 
she will speak up and speak truth, even when uh, the left is just not just trying to silence her. She will speak up. She will speak truth. I want to play something. She uh, so she's been talking uh, on the news shows. I want to start so. Um, Matt the Wonderful, I know I, I don't know if we were able to get that Bartiroma clip. We could not get it. I can't tell. We got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. So let me just tell you. Um, so what happened? So Sidney uh, Powell is now working uh, directly for uh, President Trump, helping out with this attempt to expose the unbelievable attempt to steal this election. So here she is. I don't know if you all find the right clip. But anyway, Maria Bartiroma uh, has Sidney Powell on. I want to ask, a, we'll see, I, I, I sent a clip that didn't end up working, so we believe we found another one. Let's see how that goes. This is Sydney Powell and Maria Bartiroba. Well, let me put it this way. First of all, I never say anything I can't prove. Uh, secondly, the evidence is coming in so fast, I can't even process it all. Millions of Americans have written, I would say, by now. Keep going. Uh, definitely. Hundreds of thousands have stepped forward with their different experiences of voter fraud, but this is a massive election fraud, and I'm very concerned it involved not only uh, Dominion and its Smartmatic uh, software, but that the software essentially was used by other election machines also. It's the software that was the problem. Even their own manual explains how votes can be wiped away. Uh, they can put, it's like drag and drop Trump votes to a separate folder and then delete that folder. It's absolutely brazen how people bought this system and why they bought this system. In fact, every state that bought Dominion for sure should have a, a criminal investigation or at least a, a serious investigation of the uh, federal of the officers in the states who bought the software. We've even got evidence of some kickbacks, essentially. Okay, I, I know we can play her the rest of the time. What she is saying, and you got to know Sidney Powell, this is not some first-year law student who's trying to make a name for himself or herself. This is one of the premier lawyers in this country, and she'll sit right there, look at the camera, and tell you she is getting, as she says, thousands of affidavits. The evidence, and I can't, she said it in several different shows, as flat out as this. President Trump won this election in a landslide. She's seen the data. She's telling America he won this election in a landslide. The manipulation, the electronic manipulation of voter tabulation software, which has two years ago was proven by Russ Ramsland, shown on my show, shown on many other shows. And in fact, I want to urge you to go, if you are listening to this, you have any doubt or you want to understand better, go to my website, americachemitalk.org, and on the homepage under shows, drop down list of links, You'll see a brilliant article my husband wrote a year ago or more at the time this was first being exposed. And he did a really good job laying out a pretty complex thing in very understandable layman's terms. Read the article linked on our website today. But listen to what I am saying. There is no chance on the planet that Sidney Powell, as she just said, she would not say these things. She said, I never say anything I cannot prove. And she did not. She went on to say in this interview later, 
She went on to say that very suspicious financial decisions made in various states, purchasing this software when they were well aware that it was easily corruptible, and in fact, they could use it to their advantage. She's questioning some government officials who authorized the purchase of this of election software in America. She is talking about a massive investigation needed over who would allow the purchase of this software when it's well known it was created. She says, created for the purpose of being able to basically steal elections, to manipulate data to get the result that you want. So she actually used, I, I don't have all that clip, but she did say, if states are stupid enough to certify these elections, that they will be, the certification will be set aside by the fraud. She's talking massive fraud in this election cycle. President Trump won the election uh, in a landslide. Votes were stolen. They have statistical evidence, and they're able to present it. When Barbara Roma asked her, well, you know, we're in a little bit of a time bind here, because December 14th, you have to be able, December 14th, Electoral College meets. So how are you going to prove it before December 14th? And she just said, I cannot reveal that on a national television show. People, I am telling you, the, the leaders of the radical left in this country, every single person, aware or complicit, is quaking in their boots at this moment because this woman does not back down. She is smarter than all of them put together. She's seen the evidence. She has seen the very evidence I showed on my show, the Russ Ramsland evidence created by his group, and she's the one telling Trump, yeah, you know what? This was manipulated and you won, and this is why he is not backing down. I want to uh, clip, uh, this is a very, I don't know if we can get to the part about the Kraken, and if we can't, it's okay. I'll, I'll just tell you. Sidney Powell, um, no, actually, this is in Lou Dobbs. Do you have the Lou Dobbs clip, Matt the Wonderful? Yes. Let's do that. Let's do uh, uh, what Sidney Powell said on Lou Dobbs, and we'll talk about that. It's been uh, organized and, and conducted with the help of Silicon Valley people, the, the big tech companies, the social media companies, and even the media companies. And I'm going to release the Kraken. Okay. <laughs> so, release the Kraken. I have to tell you, back to the, the, mar the march in Washington, we were with one friend, and other people had signs, release the Kraken. They're like, what the heck is that? I'd never heard the expression before. Uh, so there is actually a word, Kraken, which it relates to, it's a, a mythical thing. Uh, the, the Scandinavian countries had used this term. It was a myth about some just enormous, enormous creature in the sea that could rise up from the sea and consume everything. Uh, and it's been in various movies. And sometimes, though, it, so the expression came when we released the Kraken, like bring up this enormous monster. It's going to crush all of them. I sent Matt a quick clip from YouTube to show you uh, what the Kraken is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is what she said, release the crack. It's become now a, a term. I mean, it's, gonna, it's probably going wild on Twitter, but it's the idea that, you know, we're going to unleash all the, the giant monster, which is basically the American people standing up. The truth of America um, is going to come out. So uh, actually, Matt, the other thing on, on, on Lou Dobbs, um, and there's an earlier clip that uh, Sidney Powell and Lou Dobbs, I don't know if you have that one, Dominion created things to be fraudulent. Do you have that? Yep. Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion, starting with the fact it was created to produce altered voting results in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez, and then shipped internationally to manipulate votes for purchase 
in other countries, including this one. It was funded by money from Venezuela and Cuba, and, and China has a role in it also. So if you want to talk about foreign election interference, we certainly have it now. We have staggering statistical evidence. We have staggering testimony from witnesses, including one who was personally in briefings when all of this was discussed and planned beginning with Hugo Chavez and how it was designed there and then saw it happening in this country. As soon as the state shut down on election night and stopped counting, those are the states where the most egregious problems occurred. We also need to look at and we're beginning to collect evidence on the financial interests of some of the governors and secretaries of state who actually bought into the Dominion systems. Well, for fraud this serious, I think even if the states are stupid enough to go ahead and certify the votes where we know the machines were operating and producing altered election results, <clears throat> if they're stupid enough to do that, then they will be set aside by the fraud also. I mean, we are talking about hundreds of thousands of votes. President Trump won this election in a landslide. It's gonna be irrefutable and we are, patriots are coming forward all every day, all day, faster than we can collect their information with the testimony they're willing to give under oath about how their votes were stolen and how the machines operated. We've got statistical evidence that shows hundreds of thousands of votes being just put in and replicated. It, it's going to be, there needs to be a massive criminal investigation and it's going to affect millions of voters and elections. We are on the precipice of, this is essentially a new American revolution. And anybody who wants this country to remain free needs to step up right now. These are federal felonies. Altering a vote or uh, changing a ballot is a federal felony. People need to come forward now and get on the right side of this issue and report the fraud they know existed in Dominion voting systems because that's what it was created to do. It was its sole original purpose. It has been used all over the world to defy the will of people who wanted freedom. Okay, folks, God bless that woman. She is just a one woman. Uh, she, she is going to get to the bottom of everything she already is. I've actually been, I'm well aware she is on top of things. And there is going to be in the next few weeks, a lot of um, Americans going to wake up and understand if they have been so far thinking that all of the opposition to the election outcome and all the unwillingness for President Trump to concede it's just sour grapes or childishness or some other crazy thing. There are a lot of Americans going to have their eyes open over the next few weeks. It's better for America. Even if we face more tumult and violence, it is vital and essential for the continued existence of America as a country rooted in freedom, the promise of individual liberty, the promise of the idea that we, the people, are the ultimate governor, the only way, the only way that we can keep on, hold on to America, keep America, America, is to have every last bit of fraud uncovered, everybody involved, indicted. There is no other way. I am thankful beyond words that you, that uh, President Trump has connected with Sidney Powell on this, and she's helping him. I'm telling you folks, it's going to be, it's going to be something to behold. Um, I, you know, I have a one more topic I was going to do today. I'm just going to touch on it and then tell you we're going to come back on Thursday and, and do a little bit more on um, on um, this last topic of COVID as a plot. But I want to mention one other, mention one other thing about all of this that Sidney Powell is bringing out. 
there are people talking about the idea. I, I do happen, I, I, I'm sure that President Trump knew about the kind of election fraud that, the, um, that was occurring. He knew about the Russ Ramson thing, knew about the potential to manipulate votes before the election happened. There are people floating the idea that the Trump administration actually already knew what the left was going to do, already knew about the intent, their, their intention to manipulate uh, voter data inside the servers that were holding, um, holding this data. And actually, there's a whole other story we'll get into, uh, hopefully later in the week with Louis Gohmert, but about a server that was uh, sitting in Germany that has now been seized that is holding American votes. We'll talk about that later in the week. But there is a growing um, expectation that given that Trump, President Trump and his team knew that this was possible, knew it maybe even was likely, that they may have actually allowed the election to occur, recognizing what fraud, how fraud was likely to happen, and recognizing that they had a way to track it during live time. That perhaps even when all of this nefarious vote shifting was happening, it was being watched by the Trump team and can actually be brought out um, because they were doing that. I don't know that to be true. It, it is speculation. Um, but I, I do know that the Trump team was aware of this, or some high-level people in the Trump team were aware uh, of what the left was planning on doing about voter uh, manipulating voter data before the election day. If they got something in place to try to watch it, I don't know. I hope so. The last thing I want to mention, we're going to go back. I, I call this last segment COVID as a plot as plot. And I just want to tell you, the COVID, I mentioned earlier, COVID-19 was used for the purpose of um, the, uh, the left just used it as an opportunity to spread tyranny, to uh, spread fear, to say we have to have mail-in ballots. You know, we, we just, the, the COVID was used to a, a great and large extent uh, by the leftists in this country um, to bring their uh, agenda, their more, um, to do things that would make it more likely that Trump would get, would get defeated, to get Biden elected, to get the American people scared. But there's another, a, a really deeper thing, and I want to just, I haven't done a show on this yet, and I'm going to do it soon, but there is recognition that the, at the World Economic Forum, as one thing, this big concept called the Great Reset, the idea that the globalists in this world, who've always wanted to be in charge of everything, always wanted to have a one-world government, always wanted to displace America as unique in all world history, as a country that stands for freedom of all people, that is a standard bearer for liberty, all the great things America is, the globalists have always wanted to undermine America in that role. Globalists very much wanted to have America diminished, weakened, um, and just, just kind of uh, getting off the scene as, as the uh, leader of the free world or really the one recognized superpower in the world. So COVID was talked about, uh, this great reset idea of just kind of resetting all the world's, all the world and resetting the economy of the world, but resetting the whole world um, with the idea that the uh, kind of globalist community, the radical leftist, socialist, Soros, communist types, could use COVID as a means to diminish America um, in, in a variety of ways. I want to just mention on the Great Reset, this most amazing thing happened. There is an author. Uh, this is a guy who is a leading globalist elitist. Um, his, he's a part of the World Economic Forum. He's written a book called The Great Reset. 
His name is Klaus, K-L-A-U-S, Schwab, S-C-H-W-A-B. Klaus Schwab wrote The Great Reset. And what he's saying is that when in the future they study the world today, they, that people look back at the world now in 2020 and, and the coming uh, decades, that we will begin changing the way we describe time. You know, back at the birth of Jesus, there obviously we had the, the whole reset of the Christian calendar, and, you know, we have the, the B.C. calendar is before Christ and after Christ. You know, the A.D. is after his death. I mean, the, the whole world calendar, at least for Christian nations, um, is based on the, uh, the, the presence of Christ, of, of Jesus' birth. And so you have, you know, B.C. before Christ, A.D. after death. That, that was how the whole uh, human calendar was reset because of Christ. This guy is saying that the human calendar will again be reset and it be, it's again the same terms. It's, it's BC before coronavirus and AC after coronavirus. That this will be the marker, the new change in time because of all of the way the world will shift because of coronavirus. That we will make an entire shift of who has power in the world of who has freedom in the world and and people I, I know that there are many people still hung up on the idea that covid is just a healthcare problem and covid is a problem that we're that we're dealing with through masks and we're waiting for a vaccine and that's all they know that's all they know but the fact is for informed people like people listening to my show you're aware that there are now thousands of doctors in america thousands of doctors speaking up and saying number one COVID, yes, it's not good. It's a, you know, it's a flu-like thing. It has 99 plus percent survival rate. There's no reason that America should have shut down to start with. There's no reason. It is not the bubonic plague. The vast majority, nearly everybody survives. So number two, 99% survival rate. Number three, masks do nothing at all. Masks do not prevent the spread of COVID at all. We had Dr. Simone Gold on the show last Thursday, I think it was. Go back and listen to that interview. She's saying masks can not prevent the spread of COVID at all. They do nothing. She's got great detail explaining that. She has a website, uh, americasfrontlinedoctors.com, where she lays out why. She lays out scholarly papers explaining masks don't stop the spread of COVID. And we have, in this country, we have the suppression of very viable, actually efficacious, ongoing, used by doctors therapies to treat COVID, which include hydroxychloroquine, inhaled budesonide, uh, you have oleandrin, there are remdesivir, obviously all these other, I don't know all the names of them, but the doctors who've been on my show over and over are pointing out, we have therapies that are completely effective so people don't have to be sick with COVID. They can be, they can get over COVID, they can be cured. But you have the national, the, the, just the ruling elite mindset in Washington coming out of NIH and Fauci saying that 
there is no, that we just must remain paralyzed with fear. We must remain shut down. We must remain masked. We can't have Thanksgiving. We can't have Christmas. We can't have anything until the magic vaccine comes along. And even then, says Fauci, even after the vaccine, everybody still has to wear masks and socially distance. So there are great, great pieces being written. One's on my website that is basically making the point COVID, the name of the article, I can't urge you strong enough to read it. COVID-19 is the agenda. Biden is merely the delivery vehicle. One last quick clip. Here's Biden talking about what he's going to do if he possibly wins the presidency to deal with COVID. Look, a pandemic doesn't play favorites, nor will I. As I said, no red states, no blue states, just the United States, united in our response, united in our purpose to stop the spread of COVID-19 and beat this virus. First, I'll go to every governor, urge them to mandate mask wearing in their states. And if they refuse, I'll go to the mayors and county executives and get local masking requirements in place nationwide. As president, I'll mandate mask wearing in all federal buildings and all interstate transportation because masks save lives. Okay, people. He knows that isn't, well, I don't know what he knows. Leaders in the Democrat Party realize they don't work. Masks do nothing. We are, we are being treated as subjects by leftists who see COVID as yet another opportunity to repress the freedom of spirit in the American people, to repress our spirit of self-reliance, to repress us. So we just simply decide we'll wait to be told whether or not grandma can come over for Thanksgiving, whether or not we're allowed to have our friends over on Christmas or any other time, because they'll decide for us based on COVID and they can look you straight in the face and ignore all the evidence that COVID has a 99.9% survival rate for almost everyone except if you are extremely aged or otherwise infirm or have a pre-existing condition. But, and the other thing that keeps coming out of NIH, Fauci and those, and those people, this ruling elite class, is just being told, ignore your doctor, ignore what you read, ignore all the studies, ignore what your own family doctor is telling you, ignore what thousands of experts are saying, that COVID is treatable is not serious. You can get COVID and recover easily within days by turning to available therapies that nobody's making any money off of. The patents are long elapsed on budesonide and, and on hydroxychloroquine. No one's making millions. Now they will on the vaccines, I'll make millions, but the, the therapy is working now. No one's making any money. And so you have the ruling elite class telling you to ignore those things, but to expect you're going to be living under mandates in your state for as far as the eye can see because of COVID that almost everyone survives, that has effective treatments, and yet you're told you're going to surrender your freedom. And I'm going to ask you, if you're one of the people who still extremely would, wants the mandates and wants the shutdowns and wants the mask mandates, how long will you put up with that? because this isn't a particularly serious virus. It doesn't mean, I mean, yes, people have died, and I'm very sorry people died of anything, including COVID. And they often died of COVID in, the early, uh, in our early treating of it because we didn't know these treatments worked. And because people like Fauci lied to the American people and told them not to turn to these treatments that work. And because people like Fauci 
insisted that you stay home and just tough it out until you're practically dying, and then you go to the hospital, and then they stick you on a ventilator, which end up being the cause of death for many of the people who died. And, you know, people, it's one thing to say you personally are fearful and you, you, you just can't stand the idea of getting the flu or a cold or COVID or anything, and you want to be protective of yourself, then you should be. You live in a free country. You should stay home, or you should go out and wear a mask and avoid other people, or you should not go to big events. You can make those decisions. That's what freedom is. But what they're talking about in this country, what Biden will bring if he ever were to be elected, which he wasn't, but if he were to be elected, what they're talking about is using COVID as the, to end the concept of personal freedom in this country. Because just imagine, oh, because they're talking already about, well, you know, you probably have to have a proof of a negative test before you're allowed to go get on the airplane or go to a restaurant or go anywhere where crowds are or go to a concert or go to all sorts of other places or use Uber or use anything. There is massive preparation being done now to find many, many ways in which your freedom will be restricted if you can't prove a negative test, and then eventually it'll be you can't prove that you didn't take this vaccine. People, this is being used to take away America's freedom. And just ask yourself, if you're one of the ones who, who's still wondering what's really true about COVID, how long will you do this? For the rest of your life? Would you agree that the rest of your life you'll just stay home? Or you'll wait to be told if you're allowed to go outside? Or if you can go outside, how many people you can have with you and how close you can stand to each other? And whether a restaurant that wants to be open, it can be open, whether you're allowed to go to the restaurant, whether you're allowed to run your business, because there might be some other virus that's actually, actually worse and danger, really dangerous, far worse than COVID. And then you'll, we have been conditioned by this virus to say, well, now it's a new one. Well, my gosh, now everybody stay home, like, like forever. Ask yourself, and is your life worth living if you can never leave your home, but long as you stay home in your mask and goggles and I don't know, spacesuit, but you're alive, is that life to you? Is that okay with you? Because it's not. And this is, I just want you to begin to, if you haven't done it yet, open your mind to the idea that COVID is a disease, it's unpleasant, we want, don't want people to get it. We want to have therapies available. But it's being used by the people in power internationally, as you hear from the globalist guy, Klaus Schwab, talking about how we're going to change the, 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 national, the international calendar of years. We're going to start over at zero, pre-COVID and post-COVID, or pre-coronavirus, post-coronavirus, over some of the 99% survival rate because he sees, he sees the ability of the globalist, totalitarian, Marxist agenda to, to have the world under the control of them. He sees that as forwarded by, as helped along by instilling fear of COVID and instilling rules related to COVID, instilling rules about when you can go places and where you can go and, and who you're allowed to be with and what tests you have to have and what vaccine you have to have. And you have to understand the NIH type people, Fauci, Biden and the, and the Democrat party of this country, they're right with these people. You can't find one Democrat in this country saying, wait a minute, 
I think we're overreacting to COVID. I think maybe people should be allowed to be free. I think we can't mandate everything they do every day. You can't find one Democrat in this country because they're in that globalist mindset. They're fine with it. And if they're not, if you think they're not, ask them to speak up because there are more conservatives speaking up. Even Justice Alito of the Supreme Court spoke up and said, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but to the effect that we, it's dangerous how we are surrendering liberty because of coronavirus, especially given that it is a largely survivable, not serious disease, and yet we're willing to surrender pretty much all the freedom in America and, and do it and salute to whatever the government says. We are surrendering our, our commitment to personal liberty, the right to live in freedom, to COVID. If you want to take the steps the government wants you to take, fine. But living under a government that is using COVID to take away your freedom and to manipulate your future freedom, people, it is again, it is time to fight. It's time to stay no. I could obviously go on and on about this. I'm going to do another segment on it probably on Thursday. But at this time, which I believe past time, uh, I want to tell you very quickly why the stories we talked about today matter to you. We started the show today about Million MAGA Report. I can send you, if you want more pictures, actually sign up for my weekly email at my website, americacanbetalk.org, on the homepage. Hit subscribe. I will send you many more pictures. I took great pictures. But take it from an eyewitness. There were more than a million people at the MAGA March on Washington, D.C. on November 14, 2020. Here's what happened at this MAGA March. We all prayed. We said the Pledge of Allegiance. We sang the national anthem. At least a quarter million people had flags, for sure. Diversity in the broadest conceivable sense. No littering, no violence until Antifa and Black Lives Matter showed up. 73 million Trump voters are a united, awakened force unlike anything ever seen in America. They will demand justice in this presidential election. They will not be denied. And on the election coup, this election coup was extensively planned and executed. Conditioning polls to set up a belief that Biden was headed for a rout plus 10 points. Voting machine manipulation on early voting tallies documented since 2018. Vote flipping algorithms in early voting cannot always cover for election day results. So mail-in ballots open up the way to overcome election day turnout for Trump. Mainstream media aided by calling states early for Biden while holding off on calling states for Trump. Vote tallying on election day all stopped contemporaneously in Democrat swing states. Then huge numbers of mail-in ballots came in late. Big chunks, all Biden, no other, nothing else checked on the ballot, but all Biden with no votes other than for Biden. Night of election day results all favored Trump re-election. And the next day, who knew results are all for Biden? The mainstream media calls the election anoints Biden president-elect before any votes are certified by any state legislature. That's our next thing for tomorrow, is talking about getting in the middle of the state legislature so they don't certify these fraudulent results. The coup plotters have awakened the sleeping giant that is the American people. And the Sidney Powell election fraud evidence, Sidney Powell is a throwback lawyer. She doesn't lie and she doesn't bluff. As she said, I never say anything I can't prove. Ms. Powell has zeroed in on vote tabulation manipulation evidence since at least 2018. Watch Russ Ramson on this show, America Can We Talk, interview on October 28th, uh, 2020, and previous times. 
She says she, she has blow your mind levels of evidence of election fraud. She says more evidence is coming in like a fire hose. She says her evidence will justify overturning results in many states. The American people are going to become judge and jury. They will not be denied. And finally, on COVID as a plot, watch America Can We Talk interviews with Dr. Simone Gold, October 21st and November 12th. Efficacious COVID therapies are documented and abundant. Hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, oleandrin, which recently, by the way, uh, Dr. Ben Carson got over uh, COVID uh, of coronavirus using oleandrin. Recovery rates are 99 plus percent for virtually everyone but the very aged or infirm. Rises in cases is not a rise in mortal dangerous due more to testing that is itself plagued by false positives. Masks don't help and a COVID vaccine is not critical to the survival of humanity. Mass thought manipulation is happening. The Great Reset author and World Economic Forum guru Klaus Schwab, COVID says he is the new timeline for the world, BC before coronavirus and AC after coronavirus. That's how we're gonna count things. Americans are conditioned to submit and agree to limitations on freedom. Mockery and ridicule follows and silences dissent or even questions. COVID is more of a freedom issue than a healthcare issue. Do not consent. Trust your eyes and ears, trust common sense. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so much for tuning in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. Thank you for listening. Can we talk truth about America? Can you-